0: Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress.
1: It's one that carries a heavy burden because when you love people. You want the best for them. And it's sad to be rejected over and over again when you only want the best. I'm not apologizing for my love. I'm sharing how difficult it is. Because at times there are others who love us more than we love ourselves and we get tricked by the world in believing that we are loved and that's not the story so forgive me if I irritate you because I want to take time to praise God for what God has done Forgive me if you have another date and it's time to move on. But when I look back and I look at all of the things that God has done for me, I can't help myself. I just pray that all of us will have a reason one day bless the name of the lord and it is my sincere prayer that one day that we can get excited about what god is doing my sermon today comes from the old testament second kings chapter 20, verses one through 11, which you've already read. My sermon title is a spiritual response to bad news. A spiritual response to bad news. I know that the world has responses to bad news, but God also has a response to bad news. As we move through life, we will be confronted with many challenging moments as established relationships with God empowers us to respond in a spiritual manner. If you're still cursing people out and doing things you shouldn't do, you need to work on your relationship with the Lord, because the world responds in one way and people who know God Bruce responded another let the church say amen. Amen. So in this story, God speaks to Hezekiah. Here we go again with Hezekiah. The first of these revelations inform Hezekiah that he will die from the disease he is suffering from. What would you do if you received a text message right now that you're going to die by noon? The beauty of what follows is that the Lord shows mercy on Hezekiah. My question is, will God show mercy on you? The text literally reads, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears, Pastor Bill, and I will heal you. This is an amazing revelation into the response of our God during times of extreme grief and suffering. Can I get a witness of anyone who has felt the presence of God during your suffering and pain? Is there anybody here who can bear witness that God shows up in the midst of our suffering and pain? Can I get a witness that it was God who met you in the hospital room. It was God who met you in the urgent care. It was God who met you at the doctor's office. It was God who told the doctor what you needed. It was God who said that this is your prescription for deliverance. It's time for us to understand the role that God has in our lives. It is interesting when we consider Hezekiah, his past accomplishments and weaknesses affected at least three kings who followed him. His past obedience, Trista, didn't guarantee future obedience. In other words, what you did in the past does not really give us a true story of what you would do in the future. It's an ongoing dependence upon God throughout one's entirety of days that will bring the amazing grace of God and the tremendous outcome of what he desires. Loving God has to be an ongoing relationship. Loving God or seeking God has to be something we do all the days of our lives at all times. It has been said that the past affects your decisions and actions today, and these, in turn, affect the future. Our every growing relationship with God cannot rest on the laurels of having just turned to Him. It's a day-by-day relationship that must be maintained and worked on as His grace humbles and provides opportunity. What happened in the past is in the past. Every day is a fresh day with God. It is the absolute reliance on the Holy Spirit and yielding to him. And this marks our walk in strength and confidence and enables us to embrace the grace he has given. Otherwise, God may leave us to our own devices to test us to know everything that is truly in our heart. Has God left you on your own for 30 minutes? Have you found yourself in a dark alley? And you ask yourself, how did I get here? it's probably a moment that you turned from God. Hezekiah was the 13th king of Judah, held for reforming the religious culture in his kingdom. And his religious beliefs and political ideologies vary greatly from those of his father, Ahaz, who lost the backing of the prophets after he placed the kingdom of Judah under Assyrian. You need to understand where you came from. You need to understand your roots. (laughs) You need to understand your DNA. (laughs) You need to understand how you got here so that you can understand how you need to pray your way out. Because if you truly, many of us, look back at where we came from, we will realize and praise God for where we are right now. Because many of the stories are not beautiful. Many of the stories are ugly, and there are demons, and there are giants, and there are things that we haven't dealt with. But because God is God, God keeps covering us and giving us a chance to realize you're not all of that. You're not all you think you are. You are what you are, because I am a faithful God. And then we get mad at God when we don't get what we want, how we want it, when we want it. But in life, we need a spiritual foundation. I love to watch movies. And I watch movies because it helps me to escape my life here on Earth. And it helps me to look at Kelly, somebody else, for a minute. And I like movies that have meaning. and depth, and I'm always trying to analyze what is the deeper meaning of the story. I don't want to go spend my money for a frivolous movie. I, I want a movie that's going to show me something about life. And I enjoyed the movie Fences so much. And I probably watched it three or four times, trustee Ed. Because I've discovered that the first watch doesn't always give you everything you need. And i discovered that every time I watch The Color Purple, I see something different that I didn't know. And every time I watch a movie, Malik, I realize I missed that. I didn't realize in Fences that Troy was crazy. I love Denzel Washington. But he lost his mind in Fences. And I love Viola Davis, because that sister can tell you off, and you don't think you have anything else to say. And I find that the plot of this movie was fascinating because there were so many themes and subthemes. It's like our lives, you can't look at us and just know the whole story. You got to know mama over here, and daddy over here, and uncle John over here, and cousin over here, and this person was my cousin, but they got married, and they did this and did that. You got to know all the connections. But in this particular movie, I find it fascinating that Troy was really all messed up. And because this is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, I've been encouraging everybody to just check in and admit that you're messed up and all of us need help with something or somebody. Let the church say amen. I don't know if it's your mama, your daddy, your husband, your wife, your children, but all of us need help with somebody. Let the church give God some praise. So, Troy has problems with Gabe, that's his brother, and that's another relationship, but that's not really the focus. There's so many themes here. He was arrogant, and it was just... He said that he didn't feel good, Bruce, about who he was, and so he justified his insecurity as a man by having an affair with a woman. Lord, have mercy. And then he had the nerve this is a short version. You go watch it for yourself. But then he had the nerve to tell Rose that Alberta was pregnant. How many men in here can imagine telling your wife that another woman is pregnant with your baby? How many of you would have been firing firearms and bringing out the knives and threatening the kill. Come on, you might as well tell the truth. You're sitting here. Yeah, and, and Troy said to, uh, to Rose, said, Rose, I have something to tell you. I have this unfulfilled life. And because I'm not feeling fulfilled over here in bed with you, I've been over there with Alberta. And Alberta is going to have a baby. And Rose is left shaking her head. I have worked hard all these years. I've been faithful to you. I cooked your food. I took care of your son. I kept the house. I lived below the means that I wanted to live because you didn't make any money on that dump truck. And now, all of a sudden, you want to come home and tell me that another woman is pregnant for you? And then what happens, you know the story if you've seen it, Alberta goes to the hospital to have the baby and Alberta dies in childbirth. The hospital calls to say Alberta's dead and the baby's here. Troy goes over to get the baby and brings the baby home. But I'm sharing this with you because I thought it was fascinating when I looked at the response that Rose had to the baby. She didn't hate the baby. She didn't get her gun out and shoot the baby. She didn't shoot Troy. But she said that this baby is gonna have a mama. But you no longer gonna have a wife. She said this baby is gonna have a mama because I know God. But you no longer have a wife. And what she also said is that you can't cast the sins of the father upon the child. So Rose takes us into Troy's illegitimate child as her own, but Rose shows us that when you know God, that you know how to respond when you get bad news, Rose shows us that if you know God, you know how to handle yourself in tough situations. If you know God, you know what to do when the medical report is not good. If you know God, you know what to do when you fall in the middle of the night and there's blood all over the floor and your nose is bleeding. If you know God, you know what it's like when you get a past due notice and you don't know what you're going to do, but all of a sudden, you get a gift in the mail. Med- when you know God, it changes everything because your focus is not on what you can't do but your focus is on what god can do and what i'm saying is that we cannot give a spiritual response if we're not spiritual and we have not done the work to respond to god and so if the truth be told many of us still respond in worldly ways because we haven't done enough spiritual warfare and we still sound like the world because We have not spent enough time with the Lord." You don't have to curse. That's a choice. You don't have to cheat. That's a choice. You don't have to be an adulterer. That's a choice. You don't have to be a liar. That's a choice. You don't have to be negligent. That's a choice. And so what Hezekiah shows us, and I'm gonna wrap this up so you can get your lunch date on time. Hezekiah shows us, and he gives us a three, three-pronged formula for when you get bad news. Anybody in here had any bad news lately? Anybody in here, besides me, had any bad news lately? <laughs> Sometimes you just get bad news. And the word says that in those days, Hezekiah became sick and he was at the point of death, trustee Hetty, And Hezekiah, the prophet, the son of Amos came to him and said to him, "Thus says the Lord, set your house in order for you shall die and you shall not recover. And then Hezekiah minister Derek turned his face to the wall. Come on now. He turned his face to the wall and he prayed to the Lord saying now, O Lord, please remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness and with the whole heart and have done what is good in your sight and Hezekiah wept bitterly. I read the scripture, Deacon Bacon, over and over and over again because every day of my life, I turn my face to the wall. And I ask God to show me what I need to see. But the word says that he turned his face to the wall. He did three things. He turned his face to the wall. He prayed. And then he recounted what he had done for the kingdom of God. And as I prayed about this sermon, I said, Lord, how many of my people would even have anything to report? Because Hezekiah said, Lord, I, I've been faithful. I've been with you. I have served you. I have done what you asked me to do. If you had to turn your face to the wall right now and have a conversation with God, what would be on your list? What would you be able to say? What is your testimony? There was a time in the church when we would have room for testimonies. I miss those because it gave us a chance to express what we have done in the name of the Lord. I want you right now to start writing down or do it on your phone what it is that you would say to the Lord about your relationship with God and what have you offered to God's kingdom. How many things, do you have three things? How about five? Have you been present? Have you given? Have you visited the sick? Have you prayed for the sick? Have you shown up when you didn't feel like it? Have you lived according to God's holy word? And the word says that Hezekiah Turn his face to the wall. And there are differences of opinion in the commentaries on why he turned his face to the wall. I don't know if he turned because he needed to be sure that he wasn't distracted. I don't know if he turned because he was better on his left side. I don't know if he's turning. I'm not going to make anything up. But the word says he turned his face to the wall. says to me, to every once in a while, you need to turn your face to the wall. You need to turn off your television. You need to put your phone away. You, you need to stop listening to the music that takes you out of the presence of God. Turn your face to the wall. And the word says that he prayed unto God. And he said, Lord, I've done what you've asked me to do. Yeah, I made some mistakes. I've been a sinner, but Lord, overall, I try. What does your report card look like with the Lord? And then Hezekiah recounted, you see, if I go out of here today, I can say, you know what, Lord, Lord, I did what you told me to do. The commandment I got, oh Lord, is that I was supposed to love your people. And Lord, I have loved your people when they didn't love me. I have loved your people when they didn't love you. I have done what you asked me to do. And that's the question that we have to answer. Are you doing, are you doing? what God has asked you to do. And the word says (laughs) that he recounted his experience with God. And the word said that the prophet came and the prophet told him that he would have an additional 15 years added to his life. You see, when you pray and you have a relationship with God and you can recount to God what you have done, that gives God motivation to answer your prayers. Say amen. And the word says that the prophet walked away and then he took the figs, it's a cake of figs, and he took it and he placed it on the inflamed spot and he recovered. And Hezekiah said to Isaiah, what were the sign? Are you like Hezekiah? You're going to ask the question. How will I know? If God's going to heal me, Judge Julie, how will I know? If God's going to raise me up, Deacon Shireen, how will I know? And we serve a God who will let you know. Can I get a witness? What will be the sign the Lord will heal me and that I will go up to the house of the Lord on the third day? And Isaiah said, this shall be the sign to you from the Lord, that the Lord will perform the word that he has spoken and the shadow go forward ten steps. Or go back ten steps. So Hezekiah said, it is easy for the shadow to decline ten steps. No, no. But have the shadow turn backwards ten steps. Every now and then, you need confirmation that you're really hearing from heaven, right? Every now and then, you need affirmation, Gloria, that this is not the enemy, that this is the Lord. Then Isaiah the prophet called out to the Lord. And he brought the shadow of the stairway back ten steps, by which it had gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. And the story ends with Hezekiah being healed and granted 15 additional years of life. We ought to give God praise that God answers our prayer. Have you ever asked God for anything? Have you ever asked God for anything? You turn your face to the wall, you pray and you talk to God and before you know it, the prophet shows up with an answer. Have you ever had the experience that God delivered you when you could not deliver yourself? The word of God says the one who loves his life will lose it. And the one who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. For if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant also will be. If anyone serves me, the father will honor him. To the question, church, that we need to answer. What are you building? A storehouse of treasures here on earth or a storehouse of treasures in eternity with our Heavenly Father? That's the question that we all must answer. And our daily behavior answers that question. If you want to know what you're storing and whether you're storing treasures here on earth, just look at your life and ask yourself, Lord, am I investing in the kingdom or am I investing in myself and my earthly possessions, which will all fade away? Hezekiah teaches us three things. Don't be afraid to ask God for what you want. Don't be afraid to cry out to God in your moment of need. Don't be afraid to tell the truth to Almighty God. And don't be afraid to be honest with God because God already knows. And then secondly, Hezekiah teaches us that prayer changes everything. And that if you really want a life of power, you got to learn how to pray and spend some time with God. His blessing came not because he went to his family or he sent a note or an email or a text message Malik, his his blessing came because he had the presence of mind to cry out to God. He prayed and God healed him. And then the word says that God gave him an additional 15 years So church today, I challenge you to be bold enough to ask God for what you want in context of his will and be bold enough to believe that God will hear and answer your prayer.
2: If you are ready to give your life to Jesus Christ, we invite you to pray this prayer with us and it says. Dear Lord, I admit that I am a sinner and there is nothing that I can do to save myself. I ask for your forgiveness and you can do this if you are streaming. At this moment, I believe you alone are the one who bore my sins when you died on the cross and rose from the dead today i turn from my sinful life and invite you into my heart i will trust you and follow you all of the days of my life thank you for saving me and hearing my prayer in jesus name i pray Amen.
0: Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or prayer report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 635198 or visit us on the web at wwwpgc carryorg thank you again